Two terrorist organizations have united and the terrorist government has been sworn in for the Palestinians living in Gaza and the West Bank. Welcome to the Bible in the News. This week's disturbing news has overshadowed world events and rocketed Israel back to the front page. Reuters reported Monday, Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas swore in a Palestinian unity government on Monday under the reconciliation deal with Hamas Islamists that led Israel to freeze U.S.-brokered peace talks with the West Bank, Western Bank leader. This brings together the two sides which have been engaged in a civil war for the past seven years. Mr. Abbas, who heads the mainstream Fatah movement, has said the 17-member cabinet would be comprised of unaffiliated ministers and that it would strive to pursue peace despite Hamas's refusal to accept coexistence with Israel. Today, he said, after announcing the government of national unity, we declare an end of division that caused catastrophic harm to our cause. Hamas has run the Gaza Strip since seizing the territory from Fatah forces in a brief civil war in 2007. Past reconciliation efforts, largely brokered by Egypt, have failed over power sharing. Both Hamas and Fatah, formerly called the PLO governments, are terrorist organizations. Israel was forced to deal with the Fatah through the Oslo Peace Accords, but has never recognized Hamas. The Israel Times reported... Israel, the United States, and the European Union regard Hamas as a terrorist group over its refusal to recognize Israel, accept existing interim Israeli-Palestinian peace deals, and renounce violence. The idea that the marriage between Fatah and Hamas will change the leopard spots is ridiculous. A perfect example of this is the issue that almost aborted the Union before it happened. In an article published on June 2nd, Eric Sheva reported the following. Hamas informed Fatah earlier on Monday that it would refuse to join the unity government being unveiled at 1 p.m. local time unless its demands regarding the Ministry of Prisoners were met. However, in a last-minute move, the two sides apparently reached a compromise by which the Ministry of Prisoners will not be cancelled. The dividing issue was the Ministry of Prisoners, which Hamas held Fatah hostage over. The Mayan News Agency reported the Hamas movement won't agree to announce a unity government without a ministry of prisoners, and the Fatah has already been notified of that irrevocable decision, Abu Zuri declared Monday. End quote. Well, one might ask, what on earth is the ministry of prisoners? When have you ever heard of such a ministry before? Well, the ministry of prisoners is described by Eric Sheva. Palestinian Media Watch has documented repeatedly that according to the PA law and practice, the PA does not give stipends to terrorist prisoners' family, but salaries to the terrorist prisoners themselves, end quote. Translation, the Ministry of Prisoners is the practice of paying terrorists and their families a salary while they sit in Israeli jails for crimes of terrorism. Well, if this isn't state-sponsored terrorism, then what is? Right in its birth, the new government has embraced terrorism, rewarding those caught in the act with a salary. Not only is it sponsored, it's paid for and consequently supported. The words of Isaiah come to mind. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, 
that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe to them that are mighty in drink and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Isaiah 5 verses 20 to 23. Wickedness is rewarded by this government, and what's worse, it is internationally endorsed. However, the thinly veiled unity that was reported by Eretz Sheva on Friday, over 100 members of Hamas were arrested in Hebron by Fatah, and members of Fatah were arrested in Gaza. Fistfights broke out in Gaza where Fatah supporters were paid while Hamas was not. This behavior speaks to the character of Ishmael, of whom it was prophesied in Genesis 16, verse 12, he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he will dwell in the presence of all his brethren. While the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, urged world leaders not to rush into recognition of the new Palestinian government, saying it would serve as a front for Hamas and strengthen terrorism. Arat Sheva reported on Tuesday, both Netanyahu and the ministers agreed not to engage politically with the new government as part of a policy not to negotiate with terrorists. Several ministers encouraged Netanyahu to oppose additional, additional sanctions on the Palestinian Authority, or the PA, as part of the move, noting that both Fatah and Hamas are responsible for encouraging terror attacks against Israel, and that the sanctions would press the point that Israel will not tolerate the justification of a Palestinian Arab government run by terrorists, whether the international community approves or not. Netanyahu stated at the end of the meeting, the PA chairman, Mahmoud Abbas, said yes to terror and not peace. It is the direct continuation of Abbas's policy to refuse peace, while Israel has, has made courageous and painful steps for the political process and remains committed to peace. Abbas's refusal to extend the negotiation framework via the U.S.'s proposal continues to incite against Israel, joined international agencies in a set of unilateral moves, and now has formed an alliance with Hamas terrorist organizations, which is responsible for the murder of more than thousands, uh, thousand innocent Israelis and has fired thousands of rockets on Israeli towns." End quote. Well, Netanyahu went on to warn Abbas that he is now directly responsible for the terrorism in Gaza. He said, In the past several days, Hamas leaders have reiterated their commitment to terrorism and the destruction of Israel. The agreement with Hamas transfers to Abbas the direct responsibility for terrorism in Gaza. End quote. Well, part of the Israeli cabinet decision released following the emergency session stated that Israel would continue acting in accordance with its 24th of April 2004 decision and to not negotiate with a Palestinian government that relies on Hamas, a terrorist organization, which calls for the destruction of Israel. And it continued, hold the Palestinian Authority responsible for all actions that harm the security of Israel, which originate in Judea, Samaria, and the Gaza Strip. End quote. The response from around the world has been disappointing, but expected. Israel is standing alone once again. Perhaps the most disappointing for Israel was America's immediate recognition of the new terrorist government. 
America's response was given by the U.S. State Department spokeswoman Jen Psaki. It appears that President Abbas has formed an interim technocratic government that does not include ministers affiliated with Hamas. Uh, moving forward, we will be judging this government by its actions. Uh, based on what we know now, we intend to work with this government, but we'll be watching closely to ensure that it upholds the principles that President Abbas reiterated today. But we will continue to evaluate the composition and policies of the new government and calibrate our approach accordingly. The U.S. came under heavy criticism from Israel for this move, and Eret Sheva reported Secretary of State John Kerry defended Wednesday a U.S. decision to work with the new Palestinian Authority unity government, despite Israeli criticism claiming that it does not include any Hamas ministers. Speaking to reporters in Beirut, Kerry said Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas made clear that this new technocratic government is committed to the principle of nonviolence, negotiations, recognition of the state of Israel, acceptance of the previous agreements of the quartet principles. Based on what we know about the composition of this technocratic government, he said, which has no ministers affiliated to Hamas and is committed to the principles that I described, we will work with it as we need to, as appropriate. End quote. However, a multitude of Israeli ministers have voiced their concerns. Among them, Intelligence Minister Yuval Steinitz has reported by Arat Sheva. He said, we must ask, do they intend to ask Mahmoud Abbas and his government to publicly return to its principle of absolute demilitarization that was a founding of the Oslo Accords and to start dismantling and destroying thousands of missiles, most of which were shipped from Iran, from Gaza? If not, then all the talk about Palestinian governments committed to prior agreements is nothing but self-deception, he concluded. End quote. The article went on to state, The U.S. has largely predicated its premise for suddenly announcing its willingness to work with the new unity government on the misnomer that the government does not actually include Hamas politicians. Despite this, Hamas announced that any unity government would be unequivocally subject to their approval before being established. Well, Israeli communications minister Gilad Erdan had the following to say. Unfortunately, the American naivety is breaking all records. Cooperating with Hamas, which is designated as a terrorist organization in the U.S. and which murders women and children, is unacceptable. America's repeated surrendering to the dictates of the Palestinians seriously harms the chances of ever resuming negotiations with the Palestinians, and, the, and Israel will take unilateral steps to protect its citizens from the terrorist government established by PA Chairman Mahmoud Abbas. End quote. Well, the European Union was also quick to welcome the declaration, as reported by the Jerusalem Post. We welcome the declaration by President Abbas that this new government is committed to the principle of the two-state solution based on the 1967 borders to the recognition of Israel's legitimate right to exist, the EU statement said. The EU engagement with the new Palestinian government will be based on its adherence to these policies and commitments, it said. End quote. Well, the first of the EU foreign ministers to welcome the unity government agreement was Britain's William Hague, who said reuniting the Gaza Strip and the West Bank was a necessary condition for resolving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, according to the Jerusalem Post. The paper also reported, 
Haig said that the British government has made clear that its continued support for the new interim technocratic government for the occupied Palestinian territories rested on the latter's commitment to the principle of non-violence and acceptance of all previous agreements and obligations, including Israel's legitimate right to exist. Hamas, however, continues to insist that it will not recognize Israel's right to exist, that it is committed to Israel's destruction through jihad, and that it will not disarm its military wing under the new government. End quote. Well, the United Nations followed suit. The Jerusalem Post also reported the United Nations in a statement said that it was prepared to support the new government and its efforts to unite the West Bank and Gaza. The UN chief expressed his hope that the move would provide new opportunity to progress the peace process which is or with Israel along the basis of a two-state solution, the recognition of Israel and a commitment to revoke violence. The United Nations has long underscored the need for progress towards Palestinian unity in line with existing resolutions within the framework of the Palestinian Authority and the commitments of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, read a statement issued by Ban's spokesperson. End quote. While Russia has also been quick to recognize the Palestinian unity government, the Russia news agency Itar Tash reported Russia will cooperate actively with the Palestinian cabinet for further development and enhancement of traditional friendly Russian-Palestinian relationships in different spheres, the Russian diplomatic agency said. End quote. Well, the Israel Times reported of Australia that Canberra has not welcomed the establishment of the new Palestinian unity government, which is backed by Hamas, as the UN, the EU, and many countries have, but also has not severed ties with the PA as Jerusalem would have liked. Instead, it has dropped reference to East Jerusalem as being occupied territories. In the same article, the Times of Israel reported Australia's Attorney General George Brandis as stating Wednesday, the description of East Jerusalem as occupied East Jerusalem is a term frightened with pejorative implications which is neither appropriate nor useful. It should not and will not be the practice of the Australian government to describe areas of negotiation in such judgmental language. End quote. Well, this has prompted outrage from the Palestinians. Canada has also adopted a wait-and-see approach. On Friday, the Ottawa Citizen reported, Canada has concerns about the new unity government supported by Hamas. Spokesman Adam Hodge said in a statement, Hamas is a listed terrorist organization under Canada law, one that is responsible for the murder of countless innocent Israelis. Canada will deal only with a Palestinian government that renounces terrorism and recognizes Israel's right to exist, Hodge added. We will continue to watch developments closely, end quote. While Britain and America will eventually wake up to their biblical roles as the merchants of Tarshish and as the young lions joining Australia and Canada, who will make a stand against Israel's invasion in the latter days when gold comes down, as we read in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 13. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods and a great spoil? Well, in response to all of this, Israel has decided to expand its building in the settlement areas. 3,000 housing units will be built. 1,500 frozen units have been unfrozen, and 1,500 more have, been, have had notices for bids to construct. 
The Israeli Times reported Israeli Housing Minister Yuri Ariel as stating, I congratulate the decision to give a proper Zionist response to the establishment of the Palestinian terror cabinet. The right and duty of the state of Israel to build across the country to lower the housing pricing is unquestionable, and I believe these tenders are just the beginning. The article concluded with the PLO's response. The Palestinian Liberation Organization said on Thursday it would appeal to the Union Security Council over Israel's latest planned settlement construction. The executive committee of the PLO views the latest escalation with the utmost seriousness, Hanan Ashwari said in an English-language statement. The committee will counter it by addressing both the United Nations Security Council and the General Assembly as the proper way of curbing this grave violation and ensuring accountability, she added. The Israeli Times added Mahmoud Abbas's advisor, Nabil Abu Rudina, said the Palestinian reaction will be unprecedented. End quote. The situation continues to boil up. The target is and has been for the past several years the religious settlers and the West Bank, an area referred to biblically as the mountains of Israel. The crisis has pushed Israel towards fulfilling Bible prophecy. The Bible tells us the target of the Gogian invasion. We read in Ezekiel 38, verses 8 to 12, After many days thou shalt be visited, in the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people, against the mountains of Israel, which have always been waste, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Thou shalt ascend, and come like a storm, and shall be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands, and many people with thee. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall come to pass, that at the same time thou shalt things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought, and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil, and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, and have gotten cattle and goods, and dwell in the midst of the land. End quote. The mountains of Israel and the midst of the land is the area called the West Bank today. This is the issue with many nations who are turning their backs on Israel. This is where the nations of the world will come down and carve up the land of Israel, distributing it amongst themselves, not the Arabs. We read in Joel chapter 3, verses 1 to 2, For behold, in those days, and at that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, which is after 1967, I will also gather all nations, and will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will plead with them there for my people Israel, and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered amongst the nations, and parted my land." Well, the phrase parted my land is the Hebrew word shalak, meaning to divide, to share, to plunder, to assign or distribute. Note that it's God's land. He has given to it his heritage Israel. But the nations will invade and divide it up amongst themselves. This will provoke a response from Almighty God such as the nations have never witnessed when God will cause his mighty ones to come down and judge the nations round about. Joel 3 verse 11. Well, as we anticipate the return of Christ, when Russia, Europe, and the hosts aligned with it are destroyed upon the mountains of Israel, and Israel is redeemed, we continue to watch the Bible in the News. This has been Jonathan Bowen joining you at BibleInTheNews.com.